Let's start. You are now rocking. Rocking with the best. Double rainbow. Oh my God. Live on your radio. It's the Beat Break. With your host, Sean Garvey. I'm the dude. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Beat Break Morning Show. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I am Sean Garvey, the architect. Make sure you follow me on all your social media at Sean Garvey ATL. Well, maybe just only on Instagram at Sean Garvey ATL. You can follow me there. You can also follow me at Sean Garvey on Facebook. I am everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We got a great show for you all uh, tonight, this morning, whatever time zone you are listening to the Beat Break Morning Show. You know, we are back from our hiatus, just like we did with Soul Dates Live. You know, we got to take a break sometimes to decompress and do other major things that we are doing in the industry, in the media industry. Got some special guests that are going to be joining with me in just a few moments as we help commemorate 50 years of hip-hop. True story, the Beat Break Morning Show was built off of hip-hop. You know, with me being a hip-hop connoisseur and a lover of hip-hop, I just thought it was only right that we come back with not only a new episode of the Beat Break Morning Show, but to also bring on some special guests that are true to the hip-hop culture and have something to say about hip-hop since this is the 50th year anniversary for hip-hop. That deserves a round of applause right there, ladies and gentlemen. And check us out live. We are live on YouTube for the first time ever for the Beat Break Morning Show. We are live on YouTube, so you can check us out right there. I am Sean Garvey. We should be joined by my other co-host, DJ Rollum, in just a few moments. You know, he's a married guy now, so uh, he's going to be late <laughs> a lot of times now that he's married. Uh, special guest in the building. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go right into our special guest. Well, before I do that, i got to give you a rundown of the show. Uh, we got the Hot 411 Wire coming up. Fake news, not fake news. Let you all know what's going on in the world of current events. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world of current events. Uh, you may be a racist and you don't even know it. <laughs> we got that segment coming up because, uh, you know, it's always racism in the country. And um, in news And uh, we got a uh, co-host My brother uh, He want to um, release some steam On this story We're going to get into Later on in the program The one and only DJ Rollum Is now joining with us Because he has a lot to say On the story Out of Montgomery, Alabama Don't you DJ Rollum? Yeah I'm like uh, Can y'all hear me? We can hear you loud and clear Yes sir Alright cool Welcome to StreamYard All I By the way say is um, praise the white chair and praise the brother that swam. I'm glad black folks know how to swim. <laughs> so I'm good on those two things right there. All right. Okay, we're going to get into that, man, because I, I know we talked offline. You said you had a whole lot to say about that. Uh, so we're going to get into that later on in the program. Uh, DJ Roland, man, you ready for this convo on Hip Hop Part 1 series on the, the 50th anniversary of Hip Hop? Man, I can't hardly hear. I don't know if it's my ears or this or this uh, website. I had this at the max. Say that question again. You said, are you ready to get into this conversation on the 50 years of hip-hop? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I'm like, I'm still getting goosebumps. Like, I'm hearing stuff that uh, a lot of folks don't play. Um, I appreciate the uh, DJs across the country playing some um, 
real hip hop. And if you really understand what I mean by real hip hop mm. um, of the 50 years, I'm glad that it is being um, played and heard yes, and whatnot. Um, and if people understand where we are now, mm. uh, we need to go back to the old days. I'm just sorry because it's just the way it is. Well, <laughs> let me know when you find that time machine and I'll go back to the old days with you. How about that? Okay. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the panel. Uh, I'm going to introduce this first guest for the evening or in the morning, whatever time zone you're listening to the Beat Break Morning Show. Uh, you can check him out on our sister station uh, from WAOK 1380, in which I do the mental space from. Uh, V103 and Hot 105.7. We got the one and only DJ Sturgis, a.k.a. the Sauce God, a.k.a. What you mean? What you mean? What's that? What's, What's going that? on, man? You know, I've been waiting a long time to get you on the morning show. <laughs> I appreciate y'all having me. I appreciate you for coming on. Also, uh, speaking of WLK, you can check him out with the entire crew, Desi, Denye, Austin McCall, Austin Malik, whatever you want to call him. Check him out, Voices in the Streets, Unfiltered Sundays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. on News and Talk 1380 WLK. We got... Xavier Brandon X, what's going on? What's going on, man? Hey, man, it's a it's a pleasure to be here with you again, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you guys for coming on the show, man. You know, I was like, man, I gotta get with these brothers right here and talk about all things hip hop real quick, man. Because I, I see you all on the grind. I see you all do your thing um, at the radio station, and you know, always playing like good music. Uh, playing good hip hop music from the past to the present right now. And, you know, of course, it's 50 years of hip hop. 50 years of hip hop. Happy birthday to hip hop, August 11, 1973. Uh, remember the number three, 1973 to 1983. 1983 was the year when the internet was invented. Just a fun fact, by the way. You know how, you know, we'll, we'll, that would be a, a part two for our, our conversation on hip-hop, on how the internet and hip-hop collided with each other and where it is now. Uh, DJ Cool Herc, the pioneer of hip-hop, um, August 11, 1973, man, that's where it all started. And then, and then from there, it just spread it across the country. So I'm going to start with you, X. Um, this is a question, of course, from the uh, iconic film Brown Sugar. <laughs> when did you fall in love with hip hop? And I got an interesting story of when I fell in love with hip hop, but I'm going to save my answer uh, until uh, we get to me and DJ Roland. But when did you fall in love with hip hop? Man, that's a great question. Um, I believe I fell in love with hip hop probably around the time that I heard Keep Your Head Up by Tupac for the first time. I believe I was. I don't even know how old I was, but I was with uh, my father. He used to always play all different types of hip hop around the house. Mm. And I just distinctly remember hearing Keep Your Head Up by Tupac and like the tone, the message, it really just like resonated with me, you know, mm. uh, so much. So I, I guess, you know, it's, it's a way of why I have my slogan crowns up, you know, uh, maybe like uh old to that in a way right um but between that and juicy by the notorious big mm. those are two pivotal 
um, songs by two pivotal artists, iconic artists that really made a stamp in my life to say, you know what, this is something I'm going to be enjoying uh, for the rest of my life. Mm. So I would say that. Dope, dope, dope. I love it, man. Uh, shout outs to the late and great Tupac, man. You know, not only uh, a hip hop legend, but also a poet as well. Yeah, facts. facts, man. DJ Sturgis, man, when did you fall in love with hip hop? Uh, I think I fell in love with hip hop like the age of six, I would say. Um, I was moving um, in with my dad, you know, like previously, like the only rapper that my mom would let me listen to was, uh, was Snoop Dogg. That was it. Yeah. So I, I was just listening to nothing but R&B music. But um, I moved in with my dad and, you know, my dad's a DJ, diehard hip hop head. But my but my older stepbrother, he was also a diehard hip hop head as well. So mm. um, when I first moved in with him, like maybe within a week I had just been exposed to every version of hip hop possible. Um, uh, watching Biggie, One More Chance, uh, Wu Tang Cream. Those are like two of the first videos I remember my uh, my stepbrother showing me. And then, like shortly after that, you know, by probably like later on that week or maybe the next week, yeah, my dad uh, he made me my first mixtape, and it was nothing but Biggie and Tupac on it, you know, and like from there, I was just like, nah, I love this, you know. Like it was, <laughs> it was just something new, yeah. and it, and it just filled me up, you know what I'm saying. And I just wanted to learn more about it, experience it more, listen to more music, and you know, that's where it started from, right there. Yeah, man. What about you, DJ Rowland? When did you first fall in love with hip hop? I can only guess that it was beyond before a tribe called Quest, because I know how much of a fan you are when it comes to a tribe called Quest. But it had to be way before a tribe called Quest came into the picture <laughs> um i'm just being real um i didn't start liking rap hip-hop um until like 86 because i thought it was a, a, a fad you know because i'm like you know growing up in the, in the 80s um and you know hip-hop was so so new and i was like hearing this music and I'm like really you know Run DMC was like always stood out and I was thinking like and then I heard L Cool J and of course I was too young to look at um um Crush Group and and I saw that and I was like wait a minute this is this is different you know yeah and um and I started liking it, but see, coming from Baltimore, um, uh, uh, Frisky just got his thing on, on v War 3 up in Baltimore, and he was playing house music, club music. And and that's what got me getting in the groove and actually started touching bases with music and using cassette tapes because I didn't have no mixer or anything. And I just like how the beats were. Right. So... I was like just mesmerized of how people created beats and how to use basically anything and put it in a groove. So that's my little history on that and it made me appreciate it like crazy um, a year later because there was so much name, a touch and base coming down to uh, 
Atlanta, I was visiting family and whatnot and, and, and heard the, the, what was that, the Fresh Party on Friday night? Yep, the Fresh Party, yep. Yeah, so I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and, and and then um, Two Live Crew came out, I think a year later, in 88, mm. and whatnot, I hey, I was just mesmerized in the 80s, man, just, I know I'm telling real true history on that. Yeah, and yeah. That's that's just where it began with me. Love it, love it. I'm going to get to me in just a few seconds, but I thought it was only right to bring a woman to the conversation because what is hip hop without a woman's touch? And she's been on the Beat Break Morning Show before. We got a musician, hip hop artist, Troy Fayola on the Morning Show. Peace and blessings, Queen. How you doing? Peace and blessings, everybody. I'm well. I'm at peace. How y'all? Good. Great. Good to hear from y'all. Yes, um, indeed. It's, it's the 50th year of hip-hop. 50th year of hip-hop, yeah. Yes. It's something to be proud of. Because uh, this connects to not only music, but it connects to our, our heritage and our lineage. Indeed. Uh, as African people and our, our bloodline and the drum line, you know, so... Um, I'm just proud to be, you know, just just witnessing and also, you know, a young, a young ancestor in this, um, you know, and and just my whole goal is to inspire. And and as a black woman, I have a responsibility, uh, and and as an educator, you know, not only just in music but in my classrooms as well. Yeah. To 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 push the message of peace, love, unity, and fun, and with the addition of knowledge. Indeed, indeed. We're going to come over to you with the same question that I just asked the gentleman on the morning show about uh, when they fall in love with hip hop. So I'm going to, well, matter of fact, let me bring the beat down for you because this is going to trip everybody out real quick on how I fell in love with hip hop. So I'm like DJ Roland, right? I wasn't really into the hip hop culture until later on because as a kid, my focus was on television and Nickelodeon. So my eyes were so glued to Nickelodeon a lot. I did not even really get into rap music, right? So later on, because, I, you know, cable television raised me, right? I stumbled upon shows like Rap City later on and Yo! MTV Raps. And, uh, you know, even other hip-hop shows that came on after Yo! and Rap City. And I said to myself, like, you know, I want to do that. I want to be a VJ one day. I want to do what Ed Lover and what Arnell Starr and uh, all these VJs are doing because that's the easiest job in the world, right? And in between their talk breaks, they play music videos. And I was just so fascinated by the directors that directed these music videos it was one thing to listen to the song, right? But it was another to listen, to watch, to visualize the story behind the song. And I fell in love with directors like Hype Williams, Paul Hunter, uh, you know, Little X, Chris Robinson, to name a few. And so that love for hip hop came from watching hip hop videos that these directors directed back in the day and, and so um watching those videos led me to listen to east coast music first now i'm from the south from the dirty dirty from the atl you know what i mean 
And like you would think that a lot of natives like myself from the ATL would only listen to, you know, Raheem the Dream and Kilo Ali to uh, Jermaine Dupree to um, Ghetto Mafia, um, Outkast, Goody Mob. The list goes on and on and on. But true story, guys and ladies, I wasn't feeling any of them at first. I was just only into Keith Murray. I was only into Gangstar. I was only into East Coast rappers, East Coast artists. And um, I started really like getting into more and more of the jazz sound behind the, the hip hop songs. So at 19, when I really took radio seriously, I went to WRFG, 89.3 FM. Shout out to the fam over at RFG. And I was doing this hip-hop mix show from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. with these two other guys. Shout out to D-Cast and DJ Yogi. And they were playing music. They were playing, like, hip-hop music that you couldn't hear on commercial radio. And every time they played these records and stuff, I was like, yo, like, what? This is crazy. And then, <laughs> and then you know, I, you know I, I also started to get into more of the Southern sound. That's when I started getting into more and more of the Outkast and the Goody Mob because they played those records so much at this radio station at the time. And then I started listening to more of, you know, music from the Midwest, from the West Coast and stuff like that. So it, it all started with just watching those hip hop videos from back in the day. And, and that's where I actually fell in love with hip hop. So true story, fun fact. Um, so going back, so I, I got to ask you because you just joined on, uh, Troy. When when did you fall in love with hip hop? Oh man, I I fell in love several times. Honestly, um, <laughs> I don't think it's a one time thing for me because uh, uh, I always looked at it as something I was born in, not sworn in. My mother, she always uh, she got us started because our family's from the Midwest. Mm. We grew up listening to a lot of. Uh, uh, Common, um, even Master P. Honestly, her her taste in music was Master P, Tupac, Common, Nas, DMX, um, and so that's what I was listening to. Oh, and Bone Thugs and Harmony. It was just a lot of. It, it was just that that Midwest, but conscious um, music in the household, right? So, mm -hmm. but when I fell in love with it, um, it was definitely those artists I just named, but. It was a time where um it was it was in the late '90s. So what happened was my mom. This is when we had cassette tapes, and uh, my mom had uh all her her old school records on on the on the cassette tape on the A and B side. So growing up, I'm I'm born in Wisconsin, but I grew up in St. Louis. My family's from Chicago. So the first time I ever heard Kanye West, right, and I was like, who is this man, right? Because we had Twister, we had Common. We had a lot of other Chicago artists, right? That be from Chicago, and I couldn't really understand Kanye because he had a uh, he had gotten into a car accident and his jaw was wired shut. So I couldn't understand what he was saying. This is before we had internet, but this is before Genius, where you could just you know research what someone is saying. So I'm like, yeah. ah, back in Chicago, a radio station they got uh, WGCI, right? And um, I would be outside playing and out of nowhere because he's from Chicago, they was looping his song about every hour, every, every two hours. So I knew I had about an hour or two to get ready to, uh, to tape what he was saying. Cause I, I just didn't want to listen to it. I had to record it so I can keep hearing him. Cause I couldn't understand him at first. I didn't realize I used the tape 
my mom had like Isley Brothers or something on it, James Brown or something on it, and I had re-recorded it <laughs> with with Kanye West, and my mom flipped out, right? So it was like the big payback, and then you hear dun 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 dun, so my mom flipped out, but she. She was she was very upset, but she understood it because it was like okay, like I I think he was one of the first artists that I wrote on a piece of paper to write his lyrics down, because I, I I had to I had to really understand what he was saying. Like he was like you know to the Izzer. I'm like what? Like this is this yeah. is this is love for me, right? So that was my own individual love for hip hop. But like even before then, my mom had us real big on a, a female rapper called Nonchalant. It was a song she had called Five O'Clock in the Morning. Yeah. And uh, that was like, and on top of Queen Latifah, UNITY and Lauren Hill, those three sisters were the were the core. Like, okay, when it comes to who we are, like my mom had told us we were queens at age five. So you got to understand, I'm born in early 90s. So all we had was Disney telling us we was princesses. And my mom was like, no, y'all queens. And then we got Queen Latifah. Then we got Lauren Hill telling us, you know, respect is just the minimum, right? So it's like I grew up in that, in that, that mindset of, okay, I'm a black woman, I'm a black queen. This is our lineage, and mm. and then too, uh, as I'm a twin as well. So um, my sister and I, we will we will rap like a uh, crisscross, and uh, <laughs> just just doing, uh, you know, learning their raps. It just it was it's it's a lot of it's a lot of. Uh, times where you know I fell in love, depending on the the year, how old I was, um, even with Nas, when Nas dropped God's Son, and I know like even with Stillmatic, but God's Son for me was I was like 10, 11 years old when I first heard it, so it was like wow, like to see a black man create a a body of work like that is mm-hmm. is beautiful, you mm-hmm. know. And at that time, I know I can by him was was something I needed to hear as a, as a as a child and as a student. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to go over to DJ Sturgis, uh, of course, uh, V103 and Hot 1057. Uh, DJ Sturgis, how has the culture, the, the, the genre of hip-hop, impacted you and your career in radio? Uh, it's impacted me because I make a living off of it. <laughs> so four years, I made it a career. And um, I think that's really the the biggest thing to me. Um, I, 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 like, I... I think we all share the same type of story as far as uh, seeing it or hearing it on the radio or seeing it on TV. And it's just like, dang, I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like just about just doing that job. We wanted to be a part of what was happening. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that that was the biggest thing for me. And uh, uh, I, I, I just got to give God the glory on this one, man, because honestly, like he ordered my steps you know what i'm saying to be in this type of situation because everybody can't get this far you know as far mm-hmm. as uh being on the radio or even working in the music industry you know like working in this industry there's no direct path to get to where you want you know what i'm saying yeah. but uh like the impact it's had on me is just because like people always ask me how i'm able to do what I do, you know what I'm saying? How do I know the things that I know and stuff? And I'll just be like, yo, like, I, I'm living it. You know, I'm not studying anything. I'm just living it, you know? Right. And that's the thing. Like, I think we took our love for it and made it a lifestyle. And then we turned it into a career. So the impact that it's had on me, man, is is actually phenomenal, you know? And um, I, I really have to give a lot of credit to um, 
my dad and my stepbrother again, just because, um, like, my dad was the one who really introduced me to culture, to the hip-hop culture, but my stepbrother is the one who taught me the culture. You know, he taught me the facets of it. Like, it's not just the music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he told us, but he, he told us, it's a lifestyle. Are we really living this? Like, this is really who we are. Yeah. The fashion, terminology, things like that, the history behind it, you know, stuff like that, you know, like the effects that it has on our community, but also how it brings us together, to, like like what it makes you feel, you know, like everything. So, like, the impact that's had on me has really been, um, you know, phenomenal. Um, I love it. Um, I have a sincere passion for it, not just because I work in the industry or anything like that. Um, I have a sincere passion for it just because, you know, I loved it. You know, and um, you remember back in the day, even if the, if the TV went out yeah. for whatever, if you had your radio, you was fine. That's all <laughs> you needed. Or if you had your 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 CD player, you know, like the CD players that Walkman in your pocket. You know? There you go. You had your Walkman ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all of that, you know, and just like, but back in the day where you used to record episodes of Rap City. A 106 and part on VHS, like you would set yeah. it to record, yeah, and then run it back, you know, like things like that, you know, like, like that's important and like that's what makes it special, you know. And uh, to see where it's going is actually amazing because I never thought that hip hop would be considered popular culture now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's really pop music, pop, popular music, you know, we're the number one genre of music. Um, I never thought it would get that far. But I also never thought that it would get to the state that it is right now, which mm. is extremely dry, like a desert. You know right. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, like the impact this had on me has been phenomenal, man. It's, 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 it's nothing like it. It's, yeah. it's, it's nothing like it, for real. I, I want to stay on you for a few moments. And I know you got to go, DJ Sturgis, in a few moments. Um, but And I'm going to come over to you, X, in just a few moments as well. Uh, but, you know, we both work in the industry of commercial radio. And, and I come mm-hmm. from community radio, and I transition from community radio to commercial radio. By the way, just a, another fun fact, growing up listening to B103 and all the other stations, I was that teen back in the day that had mm-hmm. the boombox and every time my favorite hip hop song would come on that V103 played, I would run, get my cassette tape, and I would record it. Make <laughs> sure because I could I couldn't afford to go out and get cassette tapes. I was yeah. broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but you know, that transition from community radio for me, uh, from community radio to commercial radio, because I was that guy who was among the other people that was like, Man, F mainstream radio, you know what I'm saying? We tired of hearing the same song every fifteen minutes and so, and then making that transition over to commercial radio and be like, Yo, this this ain't really bad, including the check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like community radio, we didn't get paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so as a DJ, as 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 a personality like yourself, uh, you know, what do you say to the naysayers and to the people that um, look down upon or frown on the state of hip hop and where is that today? You know, as a personality, you know, especially with you in the industry, the top 40 music that you play at times and what have you like, what do you say to the people out there that feel some type of way about the state of hip hop right now? I'm not, I'm not mad at them because I, feel exactly how they feel <laughs> so uh I'm, I'm not mad at them at all um 
I think the thing that bothers me the most is just like, how did it get to this point? You know, and um, I've actually been having this conversation like consistently, man, because I feel like our culture needs the renaissance, you know, and mm. like sometimes when I'm bored, I just look up the Harlem Renaissance, you know, because I'm really trying to find out. I know it was a, a pivotal part in black history and black culture, but I'm trying to figure out how can we duplicate it and do it bigger because our culture is now to the point to where artists come to an interview and they don't even talk about the music. Mm. You know, uh, it's a lot of ass, you know, that they wouldn't have got 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, and it's things like, like it's like, is it not about talent anymore? Is it not mm. about creativity anymore? Mm. Do these people really love this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. like sometimes you like you interview a young rapper and you ask him, yo, how long you been doing music? Man, I only been doing music for like three months. What? <laughs> like what are we wow. talking about here? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's 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 losing its flavor, like it's losing what made it number one. Mm. And the thing is, it's also to the point to where like our black community we always talk about ownership 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 but the state point to where for one if you own it you're probably not making no money off of it you know what i'm saying but the majority of the, the money that's being made off of the culture it's not being made by black people you know what i'm saying it's being made by people that we don't even know who they are you know what i'm saying and it's people that's getting opportunities that's getting blown up and we know that it's not us blowing them up you know what I'm saying? They're getting right. famous. They're popping up out of nowhere. It was like, who? You know? <laughs> and uh, So when people really talk down on the culture right now, I concur. You know, and I say it all the time. Hip-hop needs a renaissance. Atlanta needs a renaissance. Indeed. Period. Right now where we at, hey, um, honestly, I can see the culture turn into something that you would see on Don't Be a Minister South Central while drinking your juice. Wow. I mm. can see it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's almost there anyway, you know so hey. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see it too, you know, and, and I think it also is a balance, right? So like before, you know, especially growing up in radio in Atlanta radio, it was a balance back then. Like you can listen to your tribe and De La Soul on, on one yeah. one minute and then it transitioned over to Master P and Cash Money, and then it switched over to Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a balance back then, but yeah. nowadays it's not a balance, though. And like even with Master P, right? That's a way difference, right? But he still taught us entrepreneurship, True. even with the balance. Yeah. It, it was still something to look forward to, even if everybody didn't live like Master P or didn't live like other artists that's different from him. We right. still was we still was admired and inspired by. How he even created his own his own career as an artist, as an owner of a record label like that. That was early. Like now, you know, so many people want to be, you know, signed and 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 you know, just industry plants. And um, you have to first you have to first know yourself, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even if it ain't, even if it's not about hip hop, even if you're not in hip hop, know yourself. Uh, and and but I think right now, um, to the, what the brother said, and you 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 spoke so profound on it. Um, we do need a renaissance. 
uh, uh, phase right now in this in this in this era because uh, it's a lot of people in my generation who are in charge or not even saying charge, but are, are, in, are in position. Let me be clear, are in position, mm -hmm. but that don't necessarily mean that they are leaders. And um, so when people are in position, but are, are not, I'm not saying none of them are leaders. I think we do have a, some young leaders, don't get me wrong, but um, because we don't have that many people leading by example that came before us, um, it's, a, it's a lot of, you know, lost in the shuffle in this right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I really don't know the identity of the integrity of hip hop right now, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know that's harsh to say, but what we're listening to is harsh for our children, for ourselves. So for me, I'm not from the South, but because I grew up and I lived in so many different states, I heard all types of aspects of hip hop. So I can't, I can't play with this. And I'm, I'm not gonna play with this because uh, with hip hop, how it was birthed, um, we it, it started off with with how we grew up and, and the circumstances of how we lived, and it didn't play with us. So uh, because we have to give homage to those who created it, that's why we can't play with this. Yeah, true indeed, true indeed, man. Well, hey, DJ Sturgis, man, we really appreciate you for coming on the Beat Break Morning Show. Hardest working man. Oh. In radio, hardest working man in, in media, man. And, and you know, by the way, I got to throw the, the plug to the shameless plug, the what you mean jacket. I appreciate it. <laughs> you what you mean. Hey, really quick, really quick before we go, uh, before we let you go, uh, how can people follow you and when can they check you out on both stations? Uh, yeah, man. Um, you can follow me on social media, uh, same handle at DJ Sturgis. That's DJ. S T U R G E S S. Um, you can also catch me on V one Oh three, uh, Sunday through Saturday <laughs> from three to seven. <laughs> and, uh, you can also catch me in, um, on, on the air in, uh, Milwaukee as well. Uh, Monday through Saturday from, uh, 7 PM to 10 PM, you know what I'm saying? Uh, central time out there yeah. in the Midwest. So, you know, you know, I'm, you know, Kind of covered out here. We covered out here. Covered out here. All right. And, and I promise you one last question. One last question, man. First <laughs> album. First album. First hip-hop album you ever purchased. First hip-hop album that I ever purchased, I can't really remember. But I do remember the first time my dad actually bought me an album just for me. And this was, what, sixth grade. He bought me... Juvenile, four hundred degrees. This, this was this was back when they still did the edited version. Y'all remember the edited yes. version? Yes. Yeah. 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 So he bought me the edited version of four hundred degrees. He bought me Nas, Nostradamus, mm. and um, I think he bought me the Hot Boys album too. I'm not mistaken. Okay. But actually, hold on, wait, wait. Actually, I do remember Guerrilla uh, Warfare. I did buy by myself. I was still in elementary school. I was like going to the fifth grade. Uh, it was a Master P album. And you remember back in the day, like it would be like albums, then like little compilations, then like just the singles or whatever. Yeah. And you know, like single album, it would have like the remix and the instrumental or whatever. I think I bought that one. And um, I, w I actually uh, came back from spending the summer with my grandparents and their pastors. So they wasn't finna let nobody listen to no rap music in their house. So I had snuck and bought the album. So he's going. <laughs> he, he's the uh, the CD, and he was like, "Where you get this from?" And I, and you know, as a kid, when you ain't supposed to have something, you gonna lie. 
side to side. Right. Yeah. Just took it and just frisbeed it. You know what I'm saying? But then the very next year, he started buying me my own albums. And uh, I remember, yeah, 400 Degrees, Nostradamus. Those were the two albums that he bought me. He bought me those right before Christmas, too. And you still got them to this very day? Um, No, he has them. He has has them. them. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, because I'm all vinyl now. I'm vinyl. And uh, it was crazy because my dad, you know, as being a DJ, he had a crazy vinyl collection. Yeah. Crazy collection. But um, now he's uh, just uh, restocking on the CDs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, that's what he has now, you know, and I got the vinyl. So, yep. Man. Man, take it two. back. Take it back, man. 400 yeah. degrees. Woo, man. Juvenile, boy. Boy, yeah, boy. Hot boy. There you go. <laughs> DJ Sturgis, <laughs> thank you so much, man, for spending time with us, man. We really appreciate it. And happy 50th anniversary in hip hop. You keep doing your thing, yeah. brother. Oh, yeah. And I also yeah. want to say this uh, hip hop was actually born on my mom's birthday. August 11th. That's my mom's birthday. Hey! Yeah, hip hop had a good start. Had a good start. There you go. There you go. August 11th. Yeah. There you go. I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank right. you. I appreciate right, it. Man. The one and only DJ Sturgis, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Beat Break Morning Show. Uh, Sean Garvey. Xavier Brandon from Voices in the Street. We still got him on the panel. We also have musician, hip-hop artist Troy Fayola on the building, in the building. DJ Rollum hanging out with me, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all definitely uh, show some support, show love to the one and only DJ Sturgis, man. Uh, Xavier Brandon, Voices in the Street, Sundays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, if you're just now joining us we're talking about 50 years of hip-hop now over to you uh x you know you you listened in to what we had to say about hip-hop thus far and stuff like that and also big shout out to you because i checking out the the backdrop you got the albums you got the vinyl speaking of vinyl that dj sturgis just alluded to <laughs> you got the vinyl in the background and everything you know uh when i listen to voices in the street and when you all come out of break going back into the shows i mean you know you play most or more of the up-to-date music uh, that uh, a lot of the Gen Sears and even us millennials tend to cater to and what have you and, and whatnot. What, what do you think, you know, what, do you, what are your thoughts on today's hip-hop music, you know, you know from what I said, from what uh, the Queen said, from what DJ Sturgis uh, alluded to, like, what do you think about the state of hip-hop right now? I mean, I agree with you. I think it's trash. I mean, just to be straight up. Ooh, like, okay. I'm, I'm that person that I'm that person to say it. I think it's trash. Um, But see, I also am like you. I'm a hip hop enthusiast. I'm a lyricist also. So like lyricism matters to me. And so I believe there's several factors that are causing uh, the state of hip hop to be the way it is. One is is a uh, lack of. Uh, remembrance of history, right? Hip-hop in itself is a culture. It's not just rap music. It's graffiti. It's breakdancing. It's emceeing. It's DJing. It's all of these factors that create the culture that we love hip-hop, right? And um, the central, like, if people know their history, then they know that the DJ was initially the 
uh, curator of the vibe, the party, and stuff like that, which is why we give homage to DJ Cool Herc. The reason why we celebrate August 11th, because that was the day in the Bronx, New York, at Cedric Avenue, that uh, DJ Cool Herc created the first hip-hop party, where he would take break records, he break beats out of records, and created a whole vibe out of it. And so, when you forget your history, right, you're bound to just be led astray. And so, people... Uh, don't give props to the DJ no more. You know, uh, it's more like a business aspect. So you have a person. We we talk about radio and stuff like that. You know, we we don't get to pick and choose the the music that we that we listen to. Like program directors do. There is at a specific station, maybe under pressure to perform at a certain level, right? So right. they may have to play to their audience. So they may have to you know, get certain ratings. So it's not even about necessarily what they want to hear. It's about what the people are gravitating to, what, what they're uh, buying or they're consuming, right? So you have that. Yeah. Then you have record labels, and Meek Mill just talked about this, about how uh, record labels pay you more to talk about nonsense and trash, right? To, to, to promote violence and, and, and negative activity, right? right. So if I'm a kid from the hood and, I, and I'm trying to move my mama out um, and you're going to put this, this money that I ain't never seen before in my hands and all I got to do is, is, is make fictitious stories about what I see, not necessarily what I live, right? Then uh, there's a booming industry in that, especially when I don't have to go to a radio station to get played. Like I can just upload my music into Apple Music or Spotify or Tidal or wherever digital streaming platforms are available. Mm-hmm. I can build a fan base off of just people liking my music on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that, you know? And it's like the essence of hip-hop is fading. And we don't have enough people who are, I don't want to just say hip-hop purists, but I would say hip-hop lovers. You know what I'm saying? Mm. There's a difference between you when you like a girl and when you love a girl, or when you like a man and you love a man. You know what I'm saying? Like when you like something and it's beneficial to you, you just act like you know you do the bare minimum. But when you love someone, mm. like you go out of your way to protect that person. You go out of your way to make sure that they feel amazing. You go out of your way to make sure that that who they are is always being uh, cherished and honored and adored. And I feel like. We a lot of people who are in, as Troy said, position don't love hip hop. They like hip hop. There's a difference, you know, because if you love hip hop, you wouldn't treat hip hop the way it is. Like Common when he said, "I used to love her." He mm-hmm. wrote that song because he saw the way that hip hop was transitioning from from just the East Coast and stuff like that to West Coast, so from a party sound of or like the native tongues and you know tribe and. And uh, De La Soul to gangster rap, and he he had a critique of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think when you have people who lose the essence and, and don't care about the thing that we love in those positions, and they can make the decisions, the only way to revert that and have a renaissance, like uh, you know Sturgis alluded to, is for the consumers, which are us, but also we got the other cultures that are now buying up hip-hop music and right. uh, hip-hop culture, they have to cause a stop by 
economically. Like they, they gotta sit, we gotta sit there and say, yo, we're not jacking that. We're not moving that way. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not gonna invest in that. We're not gonna agree to this, you know, for, for a shift to happen. And those those lyricists, the remnant of lyricists that are still out there, right, have to continue to produce good quality music that seeps through the BS that we hear. So when you have of today's generation, when you when you have the J. Coles and the Kendrick Lamars and the Drakes and the Big Stones and the Wale's, um, they have to continue to Deontay Hitchcocks and Sahada Prince and they gotta continue to keep making quality good music. You know what I'm saying? So that people can can hear it, you know, reason. Top, you know what I mean? Like, there's plenty. I can just keep going on, but you got They gotta keep putting out quality music to um, drown out the BS. Otherwise, the BS is just gonna continue to oversaturate the market, and we're gonna be left with what Nas had said back when I was in college that hip hop was dead. You know what I'm saying? Because right. that was his critique. You know, right. the hip hop that he grew up on was was dying. You know what I'm saying? But I think also we have to not be the old men and old women who be like, oh, we just wanted to go back the way it used to be. Like, there's a way to create new... Because trust me, when Guerrilla Warfare dropped and we was all wanting to be hot boys and hot girls hopping out the car, running around with soldier rags and stuff like that, there were people who were in the golden age of hip-hop who was like, nah, I'm not really jacking that southern, you know, Louisiana draw. When Nelly dropped country grammar, you know what I'm saying? There were people who wasn't who, who wasn't necessarily feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Whenever there was something new, shoot, when Outcast dropped goddamn players ball and they won the source award for, for, for Andre to say the South had something, they booed them. They booed, they won best new artists and they booed them at the source awards because they didn't understand yeah. and they wasn't good. So we can't be those old heads who sit there and be like, no, right. they gotta go back. It can't be that way, but there are some things that gotta remain. the The foundation gotta remain. So, if you have newer artists who are putting up good quality bars, you know what I'm saying, good quality music, you know, uh, I think that will help the renaissance or the rebirth of hip hop to be able to continue. Yeah. I know I just spoke a long time. No, you passionate. We, we, that, you passionate. You passionate about this. And see, that's why we're having this conversation. I remember years ago uh, when we were doing the Beat Break Morning Show over at 8.60 a.m. in Atlanta, we had Daddy-O from Stetson Sonic come on the show, right? And he was talking about, well, you know, we always had whack rappers back in the day. And we can... Think of a few. We can name a few, you know, from the Vanilla Ice to even Digital Underground. There were plenty of people that thought that Digital Underground were whack. And, yeah. and that's the group that Tupac started in, you know. And and when you yeah. think about it, you like, OK, that you had artists, right? You had your KR, KRS-One, Public Enemy, uh, a few others that got into the culture that got into the genre of hip-hop to spread awareness of what was going on in the hood that were going on in the community and then you had those that just wanted to profit off of the culture that wanted to profit off of the genre and stuff like that yeah, but you know culture, yeah cult, yeah culture version that's why i said vanilla ice right <laughs> you know and i think to myself i'm like those artists back then 
I think that they would have, if they were to exist now in today's hip hop, they probably wouldn't be one hit wonders. They, they probably would have made more and more records and probably like help outsell those other artists that have came out, whether it's, you know, X amount of 10 years or three years, four years that are really saying something that are really saying something meaningful, but are being outsell because this is the type of music that a lot of people want to hear. They want to hear the, you know, the, the cliche and the, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, but the, the same old, same old, you know what I mean? Um, I'm gonna go right. over to yeah, yeah typical stuff yeah the typical stuff right uh, the catchy the catchiness of the song uh, I'm gonna go over to Troy and and DJ Roland I mean y- y'all have the floor y'all um have anything to respond to what X just mentioned a few moments ago you first man oh, thank ladies you. first ladies first, <laughs> ladies first. <Ooh>. Know, thank <laughs> you <laughs> yeah so. Uh, Xavier said that he that was well put. Um, right now, what we're hearing is uh, a lot of uh, popular, and and I don't mean popular like in a sense where it's necessary. It's just popular because uh, this this is all we're hearing and we're listening to. So we gotta remember that what we're listening to is programming, um, and um, which is ultimately conditioning. So you hear enough of it. And I, we had this conversation last time where you hear it every day, uh, whether we like it or not. It's to the point now where uh, if I know for a fact it's the songs I just I just prefer not to listen to. Mm-hmm. But if I hear it so many times a day, uh, I will become conditioned to just, you know, or forced to to, to reckon with it, to, to, to at least hear what, it ha- what the song has to say. And, uh, and even if I, I, I still may disagree with it. I mean, I even want to bump to it. Uh, personally, but it's 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 so promoted uh, without our control. You know, mm-hmm. whether I whether I go on Apple Music or not, it's going to be played regardless. Um, I just remember a time, and and this is to X point to Xavier point. You know, we we don't necessarily say we want to go back, but we still got to have a quality uh, where when you were an artist, and if you even if you were good, you still have to go sharpen your skills. Um, yeah. And I don't see enough of that. I, I don't see where, you know, it's a lot of artists right now who may have potential. Who may have potential uh, and there's not a lot of critiques. It's a lot of defense um, than critiques. If you, if you have. And I think critique, that's a people thing, Troy. I think that's like a, first of all, they got rid of the A&R, right? So yeah. you don't have artist development anymore. You don't have anything on that. And gen- this generation is so fickle in our uh in our mindset that any critique anything if if let's say Troy you was an MC right if I didn't like your bars and I was like yo Troy could have came harder that's hate right at no point can Troy sit there and assess well could I have come harder <laughs> the net on that track yeah. you know it is it's a it's a hateful type of we don't we don't we've lost the art of critique and like yes. iron sharpening iron. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when somebody does who's willing to stand on, like, no, bro, like these bars are not hitting where they need to hit, or this song is not yeah. hitting where they need to hit. The few that crack the code of being able to go back, like somebody like Rhapsody, right? Rhapsody talks about I'd rather be a legacy artist than to be a hot artist, right? And so yeah. Rhapsody would 
write a rhyme and she go listen to somebody or she go get, get ninth wonder to go listen to, and they be like nah go back you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. or like cameron when Joel's was about to drop uh you know Joel's write a rhyme and cam be like nah go back go redo it you know what i'm saying and, and it's like that's what makes the art form mm-hmm. better my bad for cutting you up go ahead oh no no you good brother i just think a lot of it is, is is social media too? A lot of people don't want to be unfollowed, but I'm at the point now. I don't I don't even care about that. You know what I'm saying? Because I I represent substance, uh, and so if if you don't follow me, uh, I I I know uh, who my tribe is. I know who I am. So it 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 to me it's it's cleansing or detoxing, as I like to call it. Yeah. So like what Erica Badu said, unfollow me, please. If if you don't align with the reality of hip hop and 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 life and what we're dealing with as uh artists and as DJs that's the core of what hip hop represents please do so i don't i don't i don't uh you know i don't condone negativity but i do condone if you want to unfollow me by by any means please because uh this is not just uh for radio purposes this is our lives that we're talking about and we are impacting people um so what i what i for me i don't have the capacity i don't want to have the capacity to deal with fickle people uh who who are not strong enough to handle a critique and go back and sharpen their craft. Um, you know, as artists, we're, we're, we're artists, we're painters. We, we have our own canvas. We should, we should look at what we're doing and say, you know what, let's, maybe I should change this. We shouldn't be so fixed in thinking that everything we do is, it is what it is. Right. And if I, if a person has something to say, therefore they're hating is not hating is, is cause I remember growing up watching the Apollo. So many people got booed. But it taught me like Lauren that. Hill. Yeah, Lauren Hill. Now she's one of the number one female <laughs> rapper, right? Like you know what I'm saying? It's 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 but imagine if she didn't get critiqued, right? That that probably made her go back to to write, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know, but like we need that. I, I as I like to call it, I can't sit here and say everybody on this football team uh, is a quarterback. They're not. Okay, so we're just dealing in a society, we're in a society now where we're dealing with everybody on this football team. Mm. Uh, uh, cannot get an award, and that's okay. I mean, it's, I'm glad you participated, but we can't sit here and say everybody's a wide receiver and a QB. Um, everybody is a participant. Everybody is a team player, but because of, and I don't, I don't even honestly, I don't even view everything as 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 hip hop. Some of this is just rap to me, um, or yeah. or just 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 really beautiful, really short term jingles. Um, even now, when you go to a, a a hip hop rap concert, you only listening to the part where that's that is popular. You can't even enjoy the show because we're so used to listening to the, the instant gratification of what we hear on social media. Mm. And then when we go to the concert, we're fixed on listening to that part. And most of these artists are lip singing or have vocals behind them, which I I I don't I don't really do that. I, I can't even vibe with that. I need if I'm paying and not even just money, but if you're performing, I really want you to perform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. If you're a hip hop artist, go on the mic. Because I, I could hear your song on the radio. I don't have to spend $100 to hear what's on here on the radio. If you here to perform, show me what you got. And, and if not, then just, just stay home. Go go hard to go home. You know, so that's that's the essence of hip hop for me. And if that means going back, then we, we may have to go back and re-edit certain things to upkeep the principle of hip hop. What did Common say? If I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that, that don't I'm mean hating. That I'm hating. <laughs> I just want to innovate and stimulate minds. 
travel around the world yeah. and penetrate times. Penetrate time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. go over to Roland real quick uh, before the one and only Xavier Brandon X is out. Uh, I don't think DJ Roland is coming off as that old man uh, on the porch saying, get off my lawn. <laughs> I think DJ well, but he, because because he's the older out of the group and what have you. Uh, I, I know you have a different perspective and, and whatnot, but I, we want to hear yours. Yeah, I, I, I ain't that. I ain't an old um, Mr. Wilson or anything, but I am um, in the old school realm. Um, my thing is this: I, I, I've been DJing um, basically thirty years, um, and and I touched the tables first time in '92. Um, I believe I bought my first record in in the eight. Just can't remember which one it was, but um, I know my first sing- single was between um, Biggie and, and Tribe. One of those two that I actually uh, purchased myself, but a lot of records were given to me because they saw my gift in doing what I was doing with cassette tapes with a double deck and everything. So I was, and that's how I was making my first mixes back in the late eighties. Um, I didn't know I really, really was going to become a DJ. I just like putting music together. That's what I just love doing, putting music together. As long as it sounds good and everything. Um, if, if you ever never saw the movie called uh, Beach Street, um, that's where I get my craft from, um, using that. But uh, everything by everybody saying is so daggone true because, as, as, as Sean knows, I can't stand today's music. I, I really can't. There's only a like maybe a, a handful of artists, as you said, brother man, um, that uh, that are doing that thing and whatnot. And, I, and uh, number one person that comes to my mind of today is Drake, and Drake is my number one guy because he knows how to get ghetto and get pop at the same time, and it's very hard to do. And, and that's why I give him so much props. I, I appreciate Lil Wayne discovering him in the early early 2000s and whatnot, but he has blossomed and doing his thing right now. Um, he knows how to put on a show. That's a show I wouldn't mind going to today. Um, I know he'll put on a show and whatnot. And he can hang with Rick Ross or, or just be by himself, you know. Um, but the, the, it's, just, it's just sad how it's become because as me DJing and, 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 and depending on the type of event that I DJ, uh, I'm not DJ Sturgis. I, I'm not on the uh, commercial radio or anything like that. I just do mostly events, and, and I DJ for Beat Break Morning Show. Um, and I enjoy doing that. And by if I had to keep playing um, today's music a lot just for popularity, I would be mad and probably leave the whole DJing thing, period. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is not good um, because... Like you said, you know, uh, both of y'all said the the craft is gone. You know, like where where is it at? Like, what did you study? What did you what notebooks? You know, back in the old school days, you know, you had notebooks and stuff, writing stuff down and everything. Um, going over it. Look at the old movies. You know, uh, look what Kid and Play it did. You know, on on, on house party. Look what uh uh um what was that movie I said earlier? Uh, you mentioned Beat Street. Uh, yeah. B-Break, Cush Groove. Yeah, yeah Cush Groove. That. Uh-huh. You know, yep. that's, what they, that's what they did. And, and, they, and they go amongst their friends and, and challenge each other. Where's the rap challenges? I mean, they still, right now, we still have DJ battles and whatnot um, to a certain degree, to a certain degree. Yeah. Because even the new cats, 
that wants to come DJ and, and I'm on social media on, on um, DJ groups and these cats coming in, um, coming to a new city saying, you know, how do I do this? What did you do when you, when you left your first city? I mean, <laughs> we think we're just going to give you gigs. <laughs> it's hard out here, you know, <laughs> and whatnot. You got, what did you do to make your name? That's how you do it. Put your name out there. Visit other venues and talk to the, the owners or talk to other DJs and whatnot. I mean, I even did that. Um, when I first got started as, as DJ Roland Productions, that's what I did. I was in a couple of DJ battles, you know, whatnot. And, and I had to learn from it. And I still learned. It's a craft you're supposed to learn. You don't say, I'm like, when I make two or three million, I'm um, at the top. No, you got to figure out how to get better. You don't get comfortable just when you make a couple bucks. You have to get better with your craft. What do you think? Um, uh, what was that? Those, the actors. I mean, I know it's not hip hop, but actors look at what's one another. You know, like, uh, uh, I mean, I have to say his name. Will Smith still looks up to older actors because he wants to become better and whatnot. You just don't stay comfortable just because you make some few bucks. And that's what people do. You know, yes, you said it, brother, you said about them uploading to all types of um, Spotify, iHeart, whatever the case may be, Apple and whatnot. That is your audience. Okay. All right. What else can you do? You know, I'm glad some of them do do this if they're good enough, going to acting, if you're good enough. But don't get just be comfortable and just saying some words and, and saying a good hit, you know, a good uh, uh, whatever, you know, saying that they did it. No, you got to keep learning, man. It's, anything that you do, you always learn. You never say yeah. you stay on top and whatnot. That's yeah. just my word. All right. From the one and only DJ Rollo. All right, man. So, Xavier Brandon, once again, Voices in the Street, Sundays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. on News and Talk 1380 WLK to be exact. Uh, one last question. Just like I asked DJ Sturgis, first album you ever purchased? First album I purchased, purchased is East 1999 Eternal by Bone Thugs & Harmony. Uh-huh. I got the CD still probably over here in a crate. Um, mm. I was a big Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm still a big Bone Thugs and Harmony fan, but um, Bone was like they could rap fast. They they was able to, uh, you know, take And it was just like when when I heard like Thuggish Ruggish Bone, you know, for the first time, it was like oh, first of the month. But I mean, Crossroads really did did it for me. Like Crossroads yeah. really did it for me. But like those two, it was just like oh shoot, these. These dudes is nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So that was the first album I purchased, and by myself, like I purchased it myself with my money somehow that I got from family members, and uh, yeah, I got the edited version too. It was the edited version, but it was yeah. still uh, cause I Walmart ain't sell like the regular regular versions at Walmart. You had to get the edited version. Yeah. And I played it on my Walkman, and uh, yeah, man. It got the like if you look at the uh Kate, the like the C D, it has like like skeletons like engrafted right. into the like the CDs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh people was all tripping because they thought like they would like they wrote like curses or something like that on it, but really it was just like that was just their thing, you know what I mean? Dope, so. dope. You know, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, I remember that album. 
That album was crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was a great album. Yeah. Crossroads, first of the month. Man. Classic. Troy, what about you? First album you ever purchased? Oh, it was a collection of them. It was uh, like Water for Chocolate, Common. Um, yeah, I love I that album. I asked my mom when I was a child to give me my first little Bow Wow CD. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Listen, I was I was I was in love with Bow Wow, but um, <laughs> um but like Water for Beware Chocolate, dog, huh? It was called Beware of Dogs. Beware of Dogs, y'all. You seen the you seen the uh the dog print on the album cover and everything. It was dope. But when I when I became like a like a higher teenage, it was like like water for chocolate. Mm. Um and I my mom requested that we get the Godson album. Nice. And, uh, nice. Nas, yep. Yeah. And then I personally wanted to get the Lauren Hill, Miss the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Mm. And that's when I was like 16. I was like, okay, I, I, I see me becoming a young woman. I want to hear from her perspective. And with Lauren Hill, I, it's it's like every time I listen to her album at a different age, it's mm. like something is always changing. It's never how I heard it at 16 or at 20 or at 24. Yeah. It was it's, it's like wow, like it's so refreshing. Like I I have to listen to this. Just, just as a woman, I think that's that's something that I have to put in rotation every, right. every, like every three to five years, just so I can upgrade myself as a black woman. Okay, I like it. I like it. So I'm gonna let you all know really quick. Also, big shout out to everybody that is checking us out live uh, at Sean Garvey on Facebook. Shout out to Chantel Key. And shouts to Ryan. I see you all. Thank you so much for the check-in. Uh, so I will say that the first few albums, because I'm like DJ Sturgis, I cannot remember the actual first album that I purchased, but the first few albums, hip-hop albums, that I purchased were Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life, Nas, Illmatic, Death Squad, El Nino, um, I also got the uh, what is it? The anthology, the the Wu Tang anthology album with all oh, the yeah. greatest hits. Yeah, because I told you earlier, I was only into East Coast music at the time. Um, so I would say those were the were the first few albums that I purchased, and and uh, you know also I I was with you. Um. X uh, was it X or DJ Sturgis? I think no, it was DJ Sturgis. Um, DJ Sturgis, you know that juvenile one four hundred degrees, one hundred degrees. Yeah, yeah, four hundred degrees juvenile. I ended up getting that. I ended up getting uh, Three Six Mafia. You know, uh, one of their first albums. I know it was actually uh, When the Smoke Clears from Three Six Mafia. Yeah, and I was just like into I was just into the instrumentals, the beat, and everything, you know. And uh, yeah, those were the first few albums that I, I purchased, you know. Believe it or not. Yeah. So like, I only listened to the first album. Like, of course, I like. So me, I Wayne has always been my favorite Hot Boy. Mm -hmm. So I had like Guerrilla Warfare, which was the first Hot Boy album. Is it the first one? Guerrilla Warfare, Let Him Shine. Um, bring. I think yeah, I think it's the first. I think it is the first one. So I had Guerrilla Warfare, and when I heard Wayne, I got the block is hot. Mm. And so I didn't even really listen to, to to Juvie and 400 Degrees. And so I was like, no, I'm listening to Wayne. And that was like 
that was my favorite thing. But I think what really connected me, of course, I'm a product of like New York hip hop. So Hot 97, Angie Martinez, Star and Buck Wild, you know what I'm saying? Star. Uh, of course, Rap City yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. Free and AJ and all that stuff. But I'm Michael Jackson is like my favorite artist of all time, right? He's the reason why I love music. He's the reason why I do everything. And so when Jay-Z sampled I Want You Back on Izzo for the Blueprint, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is... I mean, he, I mean, he did good on, 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 you know, Annie's with, with Hard Not Life. You know what I'm saying? But like the blueprint was, was like something that was like, oh, this is different. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I can really like, I can really like rock with, with this or whatever like that. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, there's so many pivotal moments we all could go on and on. For right. Them, but yeah. Yeah. And, and these were mostly what we were talking about. These are mostly nineties, you know, nineties hip hop albums. So you, you look back in time and you'd be like, man, you know, I appreciate the, the old school hip hop a lot more as I'm older now in my thirties than I did back in the day. And I'd be like, man, why y'all didn't give me the, the Fat Boys album? Why y'all didn't give me, you know, uh, the Cares One album? I, I, I remember back in 2011, 2011, uh, a co-worker of mine, and you know who this is, DJ Roland. We'll talk about that person offline. But <laughs> he gave me Fear of a Black Planet from Public oh. Enemy. <laughs> He, DJ Roland know who I'm talking about. This was at another radio station that me and DJ Roland were at. And he gave me Fear of a Black Planet from Public Enemy. And I was like, yo, I've been meaning to get this album. You know, but like I said, I was too young to really understand the culture when I was in when I was in my age. But I would be like, man, why didn't my mom or or at least my dad, because my dad is from Mount Vernon, New York. And I'll be like, man, why my dad didn't give me these kind of albums when I was a kid? You know what I'm saying? Like the fear of a black planet from Public Enemy, you know, or Big Daddy Kane or Rakim and all them. So, you know, you just start to appreciate more and more when you get older. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, I don't know. This might be a reason why it's also not saturated. Why what is saturated is is the way it is in hip hop Um, is because like. We came from an era where you had to research, like, like, and people would pass along, pass down certain stuff. But you had the research. Like, I remember, I grew up. I'm, I was born in '88, so I grew up in the '90s and 2000s, right? So, uh, mixtape. So when I was like in middle school, Eminem drops the Marshall Mathers LP, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to go get the Marshall Mathers LP, but the internet was out, so we had this thing called uh, LimeWire, and I particularly right. used Kaza. And so I would go on the internet and download so much music, right? And you got to also think at this time, 50 Cent is dropping. This is mixtape 50. Like, this ain't Get Rich or Die Trying. This is like G-Unit is flooding the streets with, like, the G-Unit mixtape. Dipset is flooding with the Dipset mixtapes. Like, DJ Envy and Funkmaster Flex are going crazy with their compilations. Fat Joe is dropping lifestyle. Like it's a it's a floodgate, and you have access. Right? Yeah. So you have so like you'd have to go back and research somebody like Big Daddy Kane or KRS One or you know what I'm saying, uh, Kumo D or any of those great Lady of Rage, Yo Yo, any of those great people you know out there, and so. 
I think the internet has made it accessible and made it great for hip hop to be again this number one leading genre that everybody loves and everybody feels. But I think that art of going to research and like go back, I think has been lost. You know what I'm saying? And right. so, but hip hop, like you, you, you said something pivotal. Like hip hop has afforded us the opportunity to be in spaces and places that we couldn't even imagine. Like. Big shout out to LL Cool J with Rock the Bells. You know what I'm saying? Right. This man yeah. LL has went from getting, uh, I'm bad and 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 crushy like a jelly bean and I need love to freaking starring in NCIS and In Too Deep and you know deliver us from Eva. You know what I mean? Uh, Fifty has made it so that black crime, you know, can be like on a big screen with stars and dominating that type of that type of arena, like. You know, uh, bit from tequila's Diddy and 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 Hove with with the tequila brands. You you're into like, you know, getting brand opportunities and things like that. Like hip hop, the music in itself and the culture has allowed us to be able to expand and you know put people through college. You know what I mean? Tell our stories from Brenda's got a baby to freaking you know. Mind playing tricks on me, talking about mental health. Like, there's so many different ways hip hop has expanded and allowed us to be able to put our culture in many different facets. You know what I'm saying? You know, like Miseducation of Lauren Hill, of course, classic album, but that's like a gospel album. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you listen to what she's talking about and how she's maneuvering, like our faith and spirituality, Kanye West, you know, from the evolution of the first three to who he is now, like. It, it's allowed us to sneakers like the Jordans and sneaker brands are only popular because black culture and hip hop culture are making it. You know, so y'all remember that the the AI, the the uh the Iversons, yeah, and how yeah, like you know, even the and one mixtapes and sport, like hip hop has made it so that we are able to get in any facet of lifestyle that we want, you know what I mean, right? So I didn't want to leave this with us critiquing and being like, oh, it's trash and trash and trash, but not big enough like what it has done for us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. we're able to be in radio because of it. You know, we're able to rock parties because yeah. of it. Yeah. We're able to share and express ourselves yeah. and do open mics and do all these different things because DJ Cool Herc thought it great to put some beat breaks out of popular James Brown songs. There you, know you go. There you go, bro. You know what I mean? If he hadn't done that and people wasn't playing in the parks and putting music out and bringing out the boards and, and doing, you know, windmills and, and, and creating designs of fashion, if Wu-Tang wasn't putting out Wu-Wear and, and, and uh, Walk-Away and, and Kanai and, and Run-DMC wasn't talking about my Adidas and, you know, if if all this stuff wasn't happening, we don't get a place of critiquing it now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, I'm going to shut up. No. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're dropping you facts. I'm not glad. <laughs> Great segue because I was just going to say that, you know, to X's point, hip hop has put us in a lot of positions. Like I said earlier, you know, I started in radio when I was 19 at WRFG and the only show that I could get on as a volunteer there was a hip hop radio show that aired at two in the morning, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. And then later 
3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And that was the time when you can play hip-hop records and they were uncensored. They weren't edited. These weren't the clean version. These were raw. I was a part of a program called Rough, Rugged, and Raw on WRFG from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. And then on Saturdays uh, from, I think it was from 8 to midnight or something like that. But anyway, you know, you, you had a program uh, full of personalities from the culture. Uh, and every personality had their crates. And this was back then. We're talking about 2003 when... The DJs would come into the radio station and just bring in crates of vinyl. And they had to spin records off of the vinyl before Serato came in and, and changed the whole you know, <laughs> and changed the whole game. But like to X's point, man, you know, it put us in a lot of positions. And I don't think I would be where I'm at today if it wasn't for hip hop, you know, because no way in hell country radio back then would let a brother like myself come into that radio station and intern no way in hell <laughs> facts hey uh, Xavier Brandon voices in the street 4 to 7 p.m. on news and talk 1380 WLK uh, of course we have it at the bottom of the screen there but just in case how can people follow you uh, definitely follow me at I'm Xavier Brandon on all social media I always say except for what well, it used to be Twitter but now it's called X uh, I'm Professor X on there, P-R-O-F-E-Z-Z-O-R-X. Uh, you can go to XavierBrenner.com to uh, see my music, book me for a show, do whatever you need, get in contact with me there. Um, you can definitely check me every Sunday from 4 to 7 p.m. on how to show on Sundays, uh, Voice in the Streets Unfiltered, V-I-S Unfiltered Radio, ATL on social media, VS Unfiltered on YouTube. Um, go check us out and subscribe. And uh, definitely make sure you tap in with the Beat Break Morning Show. Appreciate y'all, man. The love that y'all doing. Hold it on the coat, man. Y'all ain't have to bring the kid on and y'all did. And y'all showed me love. So I appreciate it. So definitely tap in what they're doing and uh, subscribe, follow, and make sure that we boost them up. All right. Yeah. Beat Break Radio. Up Absolutely. Beat Break on YouTube. And Troy Fayola, man, you know, we're going to have to bring you back on because we're going to do another episode. But this time it's going to be on the female MCs. You know, we got to do an entire show on female MCs, you know, and their contribution yes. to hip hop. Yes. But uh, of course, I'm going to put it on the bottom of the screen there on how people can follow you but let them know what you got coming up what you got going on and all that good stuff so yes you can follow me on all social media platforms that i am troy fayola i am currently working on my debut solo album um and it takes a while for me because I, I i don't i'm not that artist right now that said it's on his way it's not on his way because I, I i i'm caring for it and i'm making sure i'm going through the the artistic and business aspect of of releasing this album. So I just don't want to drop it because of ears purposes, but because of my purpose, uh, you know, so I'm working on my album. I definitely keep in touch of, of when I'm going to plan to release it. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to probably drop singles at a time so you guys can get the feel for what I'm doing and with, also with uh, music videos. But um, I also have a, a music publishing company that I just started called Culture Catalog. You can email me at Culture Catalog info at gmail.com um, I'm planning to help a lot of artists here in Atlanta, Georgia uh, to get uh, registered as artists with pro accounts performance right organizations um, with BMI ASCAP so not only just you know putting music up on Spotify but to know the process of when you're releasing music 
and doing it uh, professionally. Uh, and so I'm, I'm getting that going too. So look out and uh, thank you to Sean and DJ Rollum and the Beat Break. Thank you guys for having me again. It's a pleasure always coming to you guys. So I support y'all to the fullest. I appreciate it. We're going to support you and uh, keep us up to date on when the new project drops. We love to, uh, yeah, you know, talk to you more about that at a later date and time. So we yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, Xavier Brandon and Troy Fayola on the Beat Break Morning Show talking about all things hip hop and a happy 50th anniversary on hip hop man we really appreciate you guys and by the way also big shout outs to Stephanie Starworth uh, me and X's co-worker <laughs> V103 WLK she got us on the Flow Television Network so we are broadcasting live on the flow she had hit me up a few minutes before we started the show X and she was like play this on the Flow Television Network I'm like yes ma'am <laughs> Definitely Shout out to the flow Shout out to the flow There you go man We'll talk to you all soon I appreciate you all Peace 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 Later. Man DJ Roland man I, I, I love this convo Convo Hip hop man 50th Yeah 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 It's awesome man Um It Brother man just spoke Basically I mean He said it all I know I know his name is Xavier. He he said it all. He broke it down from mm -hmm. beginning to end and then some. Right. I just love what he said and how he said it and everything. And um everyone else, you know, on the panel agreed or where 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 music is today mm -hmm. in twenty twenty three and going on. It's just that, you know, um I'm glad um one person he didn't say, Nas is still doing his thing. You know, Nas, Nas is, uh, yes. Yeah, like, Nas is present, still doing his thing and keeping it regular by letting the people know that this is what hip hop is supposed to sound like. They're over 30 uh, years in the game. I would say definitely number one on saying that. Yeah. And whatnot. It would, it would be nice. It would be nice. I'm not saying he's not going to do it. Now, I still haven't heard. LL Cool J said he's supposed to be dropping the album and Q-Tip is producing it. I've not heard when it's supposed to drop. Now, I guess he was busy getting ready for the 50th anniversary, you know, doing his Rock the Bells concert mm -hmm. in the month of August and whatnot. Now that's passed. Now I'm like, okay, when are you going to drop the album? I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to hear it. That may be the second album next to the last Tribe album I bought. I want to purchase and whatnot because it's Q-Tip involved. So, um, I want to hear that. I want to hear what he has in store for us in 2023. Well, Nas said in a record from off his last album, King Disease 3, that there may be a Nas DJ premiere album on the way. There may be. Nas DJ premiere? Nas DJ premiere. Yes, sir. Oh, maybe. So, I mean, it would it would be nice. It would be nice for a Nas Q-Tip collaboration, or we may we may get all three. We may get Nas Q-Tip, Q-Tip, and DJ Premier all on the same album. Yeah, man, that was some. That was some to to degree would take us back to Illmatic. Yeah, you had Illmatic, Stillmatic. Few albums later. So, what do you think would be Killmatic? 
<laughs> because he would kill it, right? He would kill it. Illmatic, stillmatic, killmatic. He would kill it and kill y'all fake MCs, y'all fake rappers. I think wow. that's who. I think Nas should name that album if he's going to do a reunion collaboration with DJ Premier and Q-Tip without Pete Rock. Mm. Without Pete Rock, because, you know, Nas said on the same album how he felt about Pete Rock. He said, it makes me want to give hip-hop right back. <laughs> well, let's just say this. I'm not disagreeing okay. anything you're saying. Okay. Okay. Our heads, I'm talking about our heads, our generation and whatnot, will go after that. The thing about it is, what can we rear the younger generation into? Because this is going to make you laugh. It may spit out the water in your mouth. My son said to his girlfriend, um, have you heard of Check the Rhyme? <laughs> and they say, what? Who? Check the yeah. Rhyme? What is that? What? <laughs> he said, yeah, have you heard of Check the Rhyme? And of course, she said, no. Because, see, I drilled him a trial called Quest, him growing up. He's tired of trial. He's tired of <laughs> Because um, I drilled him of what I was doing all his life mm. and whatnot. So he he understands it. He, he's not into the hip-hop culture. Mm. He understands the music that I played and whatnot, and he's tired of certain artists like a tribe, mm -hmm. but um, it's, it's what he has learned growing up. If you're not teaching kids the music that we grew up with, that's how they get lost. They can always choose. It's not like, okay, yeah, we, we grew up with, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I grew up with Stevie Wonder and, and, and uh, OJs and uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and yeah, everything. Yeah, to me, yeah, it was, I grew up yeah. with that. That's yeah. what played right. um, in in the late seventies, eighties, and stuff. That's what was played around me, right, and whatnot. So when I tried to understand Run DMC, that was like the, basically the main group that I heard on the radio because they were popular in the early uh, early to mid eighties and whatnot. I didn't understand it, and and it was not a lot of us that was playing it. So when I started hearing it more and then I heard people purchasing their music, I'm like, okay, it's different. Mm. All right, you know, blah, blah. I mean, you know, my parents are old school. Like, you shouldn't be cursing and all this other stuff on the explicit albums and everything. But I learned it over time and then it went to a whole different era in the Baltimore era, mm -hmm. you know. Because like I said earlier in the, in the show about Frank Ski and he did his house um, set. Right. And everything, because you did hear the hip hop songs, but then you hear the house set like pure Baltimore um, house, yeah, and everything. So that's where it is, and and that's where I grew up listening to, and and then seeing the other culture, you know, the break dancing, the, the graffiti, and everything, and how the movies came out, you know, right. um, that that part. So that's how we teach. That's how I taught my son. That's how you should teach your kids of what is what was listened to as just not being ancient. Uh -huh. That's what we may have said it or something to our parents. Like we want to listen to the Supremes and all that stuff. 
but appreciate appreciate what we listen to appreciate the movies and, and shows that we grew up to and whatnot not just down in like man it's so you know ancient and whatnot and no it's it, it evolved into what you see now right and everything so that's what they need to understand today is involvement into what it is and what are you going to teach your kids when you when they get um when you become parents and teaching our kids they're going to be grandparents and their parents and what are you going to teach your kids and whatnot of what you listen to to evolve into the next level because they're in the next level right now what's the next level what are you planning from there you still worry about that dollar you got to appreciate it. like i love jam master jay he said what he said that made me get into real dj real dj not just playing tapes and stuff mm. he said love what you do don't worry about the money the money will come but love what you do that's yeah. what he said yeah so. hip-hop is what you love rap is what you do right there you go uh and what was what was something that i was about to say i almost lost my train of thought uh, oh, it'll wow. come back. Yeah, it'll come back to me because now it was something that you said in your in your speech there that made me think of what I oh I know what it was. If you notice, especially in today's hip hop rap culture, the rappers don't rap or sound like the rappers in the nineties. The rappers in the nineties don't sound like the rappers from the eighties. And some of them don't even sound like the rappers that came out in the late 70s. So every 10 years, especially in in, in the culture, in, in the genre, hip-hop, things mm-hmm. change. Delivery change. You know, and I, I think that as people who grew up listening to the culture, listening to the genre, listening to hip-hop, we can embrace it we ain't gotta love all of it but we Mm -hmm. can embrace it and to xavier's point research you know that's why i I sometimes cannot stand when certain people in a community frown down or look down upon today's hip-hop you know what i mean and and it's something to what i said earlier about daddy-o from stetsasonic when he once upon a time said we always had whack rappers right Mm -hmm. but now we have the internet we have everything at our fingertips we have to continue to do the research on who else is out there that are giving audiences some messages that the rappers in the mainstream community are not giving to their audience we have to do the research we have to continue to do the research and look for the artists that are out there that are saying something. I think now with hip hop is going back to that state of being underground. Mm-hmm. It's going back to that state of being underground and independent. You know, uh, the artists that came out, even the artists that came out before Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, right? Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. You know, their videos weren't getting played on MTV. You know, MTV MTV refused to play black videos. They refused to play hip hop videos. They refused to play R and B videos. Mm-hmm. And it just it just marginalized that genre because like what you said, it once upon a time, 
Uh, we all thought it was going to be here today and gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think it, it has gone back to the, the good part of hip hop. It has gone back to it being underground. And that's what I mean by research. Because if you do the research and you go on YouTube and you are hearing these artists that are spitting real lyrics, that are storytellers, not talking about what everybody else are talking about, you know, you may be like, man, why are they not playing on mainstream radio? You know, they 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 doing it for the love. And if they're underground, if, if they are in that world of being just underground artists, then that's what it is because that's what hip hop was built off of underground. Right. Yeah. So man, you I said it. I digress. I digress. But here's here's the thing that none of us said earlier. And it's get it's going to get to that point because it's small, it's small starting, it's very small, but it's going to get bigger. AI. Oh boy. <sighs> AI. I don't. I don't think we want to have that conversation tonight or this morning. I'm not trying to get that conversation. <laughs> I'm not trying to. But you better use this. <sighs> use it and use it extra. Because something else is going to be in competition with you. Who's going to be in competition with AI? This. Who is? I, I can't guess. I, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't Better know. use this. <laughs> oh, your brain, your mind. Your brain. I don't see no competitiveness there. I don't. Yeah, hey, that's the only way, man. Because they already talking about it in the DJ world about how AI is coming into play. Already talk about it in the, in the DJ world. Man. Hey, man. Look, it is what it is, man. It is. I don't think AI. I don't think AI is going to stop. A, a lot of what is being distributed and, and being put out there because think about it I mean Napster came out in the early 2000s it didn't stop hip hop artists from doing what they did at that time right Napster didn't shut the entire music industry down I mean nope. it killed it killed a few careers <laughs> if we are going to be honest right but Napster didn't stop artists from doing what they love to do so I don't think AI is going I mean AI is going to change things right but it's not going to stop those that love to do it I think a lot of people that are in that industry or wanting to go into that industry are going to bank off of that or at least try to but for those that actually have a passion and love for it, like Troy, like, why do I need AI for? Right. Why I don't disagree. I ain't going to use it. I don't plan on using it. Right. I don't plan on using it just to make it easier because we, we all in the DJ world, um, yeah. we, have, we have transitions. And you got to know how to transition. And with the newcomers, DJs are coming in, some of them do research, some of them do, mm-hmm. which is great. That's what needs to be done. I've researched, you know, way back when. 
But some people thinking like, oh, just by pushing this button, having these sounds, you don't hear the craft. And that's what makes it irking in my uh, in my soul if you don't have the the craft. Uh, uh, got to know how to transition. Yeah, got to okay. know how to transition in the DJ world mm. so you know what song to play, how it plays, and, and, and then if you're that good enough, um, know how to do acapellas on top of instrumentals and whatnot and know what to bring in, how to change the instrumental up or change the acapella, all types of stuff. You know, right. not just doing stems because, like I said, I'm talking DJ world and whatnot. Stems are great. You know, I hope to learn stems myself and whatnot. But key thing to do in the DJ world is know how to transition and not just push a button and making sounds. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I guess. All right. Each is on, though. Each is on. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of hip hop, let's get into the 411 wire, shall we? Yeah. Let's get into the 411 wire. Let me play my sounder, and then we will get into some other things. Wait, hold on. Oh, you know, I haven't been doing this producing thing in a while. <laughs> a different button? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. 411 wire, let's go. The word on the street is she's got the 411 on the latest news and entertainment. It's the 411 wire. The sounder keeps saying she, <laughs> but obviously we no longer have a woman on the morning show to do the 411 wire anymore. But we, we, we you know, we're still on the search. We're still on the search. So I'm going to be doing the hot 411 wire in the meantime, between time. Uh, hot 411 wire. Let you all know what's happening in the world of hip hop. What a great transition. From tonight's and or this morning's conversation on 50 years of hip hop into some hip hop news. And you heard me speak about 3-6 Mafia earlier in the conversation. Uh, one of the most acclaimed hip hop groups to emerge from the South. Members of the collective such as Juicy J have won several industry awards including an Oscar for You Know It's Hard Out Here For A Pimp. When you trying to get this money for the rent. From the Hustle and Flow soundtrack, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, numerous rap acts have borrowed elements from 3-6 Mafia's music catalog over the years. According to Juicy J, the veteran rapper slash producer appreciates his fellow recording artists using the Memphis natives as inspiration for new tunes. So uh, he recently said online on his, uh, I believe it's on his Instagram page, uh, peace and love to 3-6 Mafia. Great to witness our music still going strong like it's never like it never left. People across the world sampling and remaking the songs. We are grateful. Thank you all. Hashtag greatest group of all time. Posted by Juicy J on Twitter to be exact. Formerly known as Twitter, but now X. Yeah. Okay. What do you What do you think about that, man? You know, paying homage. I mean, I don't know, man. You don't know. I think that was a good, you know. I think I think that was a good compliment from Juicy J. No comment. <laughs> no comment. 
No comment. Okay. No comment. No comment. Okay. No comment. No comment. All right. If you say so. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's take a break real quick. We got some more entertainment news. I got to charge up some things behind the scenes real quick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll pay back back. We'll pay back up with the uh, Juicy J story. We were right back. It is the Beat Break Morning Show. Uh, right here Oh also on 87FM 101 The Vibe FM Y'all make sure you check us out 87FM 101 The Vibe FM uh, In Louisville, Kentucky And in the ATL uh, We got some more hip hop news Coming up in just a few moments And before we conclude the show DJ Roland got to get some things off his chest Regarding the incident That took place in Montgomery, Alabama We are going to Determine whether this was racial or not, and you may be a racist and you don't even know it. All right? Stay tuned. Mm. It's the Beat Break Morning Show on uh, 87 FM, 101 The Vibe FM. We're going to take this quick break, and we will be right back. Sean Garvey is the MC. So respect the architect as I begin to build. DJ Rollum is the DJ. Go DJ, that's my DJ. Go DJ, that's my DJ. And Star Kells fills you in on what's trending. Can't do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. The Beat Break Morning Show. Tune in and tap in.